Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, here we are. <laughs> Good to see you both. Oh, great hello, hello. to see you. All right, so um, for our listeners, there hasn't been a great deal of time between us. There's been a bit of a wee break. Uh, for those of us who don't listen to us all the time, Swanee and I are going under the knife separately this week. Swanee for her nasal issues and mine for oh, having replacement. a... Boob job, tummy tuck, boob job, tummy tuck. <laughs> Can you get done um, with? Brazilian butt lift. I, I tell you, I'd like to have them done <laughs> if I wasn't so scared. But, yeah, no, unfortunately I'm, or fortunately, I'm having a a three, well, there's three sort of tangents, a polypectomy, a bilateral sinus something and a, I don't know, some other sinusy thing, all nasal very, stuff. Very complex. Yeah. And you, Schmidty? What we're hoping for at the end of all of that is that Swanee can drink wine with the rest of us and yeah. feel nasally. That's that's really all we're. That's, that's what we're doing it for. That's yeah. right. That's right. 100%. So, I, so for instead, I so it doesn't have to be trial by wine. Spelled W H I N E. Is it <laughs> <laughs> for me? It can be trial by wine. I was thinking it more that you know it's a business expense and probably we should pay for it because oh, we can actually yes. be in trouble. One genius. I, on the other hand, am having a full right hip um, replacement, so we're recording another one. And I will, at the top of this episode, say I am definitely drinking another bottle, <laughs> another bottle <laughs> of uh, Delatite's Pinot Gris because it's delicious. And I'm already a bottle in. What about you, boys? What are you drinking? Well, we weren't quite sure how today was going to go, so we finished off the Halden from last episode, and then mm-hmm. we did find a, a halfer um, from oh, open bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from, a bit oxidised, but um... from Friday. But we might tip it out and just move on to something else. We're not really sure yet. We'd like to not right. drink anything through the, this episode, but um, it depends but on what not, you deliver. That's not likely, is it? That's, not you, you'll no. drink. You'll drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Trust I say me. I'd no. like to not drink through this meeting at work and then there I am <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> and Swanee, what about you? Still on the San Pellegrino? Yeah, still on the water. I know right, it's a bit well, dull, but it's You need to calm down. down. You need to calm down. I'm just You are just need to control, control yourself. Yeah, that's right, that's right. All right, so who are we? I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial by one. Oh, beautifully done. Beautifully done. Okay, cool. So there's no preamble because we are back to back. So I'm going to go straight into the next story or the current story. I will admit that I did try to research this, but there's not much on it beyond the original article, unfortunately. And so every every everything I try to do just sent me back to the OG. So I'm, I'm literally just going to go down the path of reading the original story, which is Grouse. I think this might drop end of September, so it's not ready for October, but it's a, as in Halloween. Like a grand final episode kind of thing. No, no, I'm thinking, more, I'm thinking more <laughs> Halloween. It's a bit spooky. This is a spooky Ooh. story. Ooh. Okay. It's, it's spooky. Me nightmares. Oh, I'm so scared of No, it won't give you nightmares. There's no, okay. well. In my mind, it's it's 
very menacing and it's nothing like Slender Man. It's nothing like other things we've talked about before, but it's still very menacing. So I'm going to talk about a story which is about, it's called The Watcher. Do either of you know this story? Well, I don't know. Is it someone who makes watches? (laughs) No, it's not a watchmaker. No. Is it a bird watcher? No. I think there might be no. something along the lines of this on Foxtel or yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, I believe they are bringing a story out about this on Netflix very soon. Right. Um, but is it the What I... You Doing? <laughs> no, it's not. But to Wooey's point, out. I have heard this story for a long time and I am fascinated by it. It is awful and it's funny. Well, it's not funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have I... such a morbid <laughs> sense of humour. <laughs> And she giggles. And she giggles. I literally piss myself every time I hear it. (laughs) It's funny if you're not the victim of the story, but, but, you know, there's a part of it that you go, oh, my God. It's just, it's uncomfortable. So I'm going to get into it. So the original story came out in 2018, and it's from thecut.com. Well said. And it was called called The Haunting of Six. 57 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey, New Jersey. The house I'm going to talk about is a I can't remember what they're called. I'll probably come on to it. A, oh, a Dutch something or other. Basically, remember Amityville? This is not yes, the Amityville I do. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. The type of but, building, the architecture. But the, yeah, the yeah. house architecturally, yeah. this is like Amityville. And right. and I had images and stuff and I deleted it because I didn't think you were, I thought it was Amityville's house and I thought, oh, someone's just put that in there. And then I realized no, it's a, a Dutch blah blah, and that is the actual style of the house. Okay, so I'll, I'll get right in there. So a family bought their dream house. But according to the creepy letters they started to get, they weren't the only ones interested in it. Does <gasps> that mean they, they bought it, they moved in, and then they started getting creepy letters? Or they got they creepy letters in their old no, house? No, they, they purchased it, they didn't move in, but they started to get letters after they were the owners. So this right. is by Reeves Weedman from The Cut. Okay, And this is the OG article about it, which went viral. Oh, Carla's already doing the, her big, no. <laughs> big, I'm freaked out by this. And by the I way, when you buy a house, buy, when you buy a house, you don't want to, you, you don't want to have this experience. Oh God. One night in June, 2014, Derek Brodus had just finished an evening of painting at his new home in Westfield, New Jersey, when he went outside to check the mail. Derek and his wife, Maria, had closed on the six-bedroom six house. Oh, it's a beautiful house, by the way. It's God, what did you do with the six-bedroom house? Well, yeah, well, you know, like they they trade it up, they trade it up. They Clean it all the time. Oh, not exactly, all the time, like constantly. Oh, I'm Nail sorry. the doors shut. I'm sorry. Person with a six-bedroom house is about to tell us what you do with it. As one. I said, clean it. That's what I do with it all the time. Clean it. It's a bloody nightmare. This is a bloody nightmare. You might feel oh. happier about yours soon. I feel like you're using the context this, bloody nightmare like in different this, ways. <laughs> this I mean, is a bloody nightmare. Well I said, Shitty. I think you'll find that the- cleaning the six bedroom is okay. Okay. I see We're your arguing. bloody nightmare and I raise you a real you. Bloody, bloody nightmare. Come with oh. your farmers, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. So Derek goes out to check the mail. Derek and his wife Maria had closed on a six-bedroom house at 657 Boulevard three days earlier and were doing some renovations before they moved in. Not unusual. 
So there wasn't much in the mail except for a few bills and a white card-shaped envelope. It was card-shaped envelope. Card. Card-shaped envelope. What other shape? What other shape do they have? Anyway, oh, you could have like a big um, business size envelope, A4. Let's talk about all the size envelopes you <laughs> could no, have. No, they weren't talking size. I thought size. you worked in advertising and marketing. A3. I thought you were somewhat card. It wasn't card sized, it was card shaped. Like they're all card shaped, surely. They're just different sizes. I think, I think what Swan is saying is that it wasn't a DL and it, was, <laughs> and it wasn't an A3. I would. <laughs> oh, like birthday card? Because a DL could be called a card. <laughs> This is a joke already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's an envelope and there's a card in it. Right, right. It was addressed. It was addressed in thick, clunky handwriting to the new owner, and the typed note inside began warmly: "Dearest new neighbour at six five seven Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighbourhood." That's nice. Yeah, isn't it? Should have ended it there. (laughs) And perhaps that would have been best. For the Broadduses, buying 657 Boulevard had fulfilled a dream. Maria was raised in Westfield and the house was a few blocks from her childhood home. Derek grew up working class in Maine and then moved his way up the ladder at an insurance company in Manhattan to become a senior vice president with a salary large enough to afford the $1.3 million house in 2014. What year is this? 2014. Right. Yeah, yeah. God, if only they were that cheap nowadays. <laughs> the Broadduses <laughs> had bought 657 Boulevard just after Derek celebrated his 40th birthday and their three kids were already debating on which of the house's fireplaces Santa Claus would use. Oh. I know, is that sweet? But as Derek kept reading the letter from his new neighbour, it took a turn and not a good one. Oh. How did you end up here? The writer we, asked. We bought did, it? Did, did, yeah. Um, not real smart. Realestate.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, did 657 Boulevard call you with its force within? Oh. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. What was its first coming? <laughs> My, we don't know. Don't come at me, My, 657 Boulevard. Don't come at me, you fucking card Especially not a second asshole. time. Card riding asshole. <laughs> My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched it in the 1960s. What? It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within its the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. The author's oh. reconnaissance had a This reminds me of some movie done. my kids were too scared yeah. to watch where they were speaking the walls and it was a kid's I'm, movie. I feel like no, I'm too no. scared to watch it. Do you know what the movie I'm talking about? It's The Clock in the Wall. It's something in the... Oh. No, that's not it. What's that but, called? But no, um, no, no. However, Wu, who said there's a Netflix drama on this, yeah. is right. That is the story of this. Yeah. In the animal no. kingdom, there was um, money in the wall. No, there's no money. Not that. 
There's nothing in the walls. No, no, no. I, no, I'm just thinking of something like really sinister. There's like the kids thing. It seems so sinister. I know, My it kids sounds are just sinister. And it sounds yep. like, you know, someone's dead bodies in there. But no, there's nothing in the walls. Okay. Who put the writing on the walls? Spoiler alert, <laughs> listeners. There's nothing <laughs> in the walls, right? Not even insulation. I'm thinking of a movie called The House with a Clock in the Wall. It was Oh, what a terrible title. But anyway, that's what I, my kids were too scared to watch. That sounds scary. Anyway, go, go, go. That's what, that right. was the first image that came to mind. Yep. So the author's reconnaissance had apparently begun. The letter identified the Broadus's Honda minivan and it wasn't what? a Nissan Cube. <laughs> Can you start that sentence now again? I'm so life. confused. <laughs> the... Sorry. The letter identified the Broadus's Honda minivan as well as the workers renovating the home. Because what had happened, they bought the house. I don't understand that sentence. Am I too drunk? I think I am. <laughs> what had happened is, what had happened is, they bought the house, right? And, you know, you got, what do you call it? Uh, settlement? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, but the Honda they, minivan. They that pulled sentence? up into their own drive. That's their car. Oh, right. The Bordises had a Honda minivan. They had come to their own new home. Home, right. They also had some contractors in because they wanted to do it up before they moved in, right? Yeah. Which right. is not unreasonable for yeah, people no, no, to I'm buy okay a with house. That. Mm-hmm. Particularly with stuff in the walls. Yeah. Well, we, did, need we to don't get have rid it. Of. <laughs> However, the watcher says, I see that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you could destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tsk, 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 bad move. You don't want to make it. Sick. And I literally, this is a letter, right? So they wrote tsk, tsk, tsk. I love it. Like that's going to mess with people's heads. <laughs> anyway, you don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. Earlier in the week, Derek and Maria had gone to the house and chatted with their new neighbours with their children who were 5, 8 and 10 years old. They ran around the back yard with several kids from the neighbourhood. The letter writer seemed to have observed this. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. And then they said, are there more on the way? So it's quite a disturbing letter if you've just moved into a new I know, right? Home. It's not cool. So I don't know how you get it's over like that. Being stalked already. So then the next next bit is Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? What? Better for me. What? Was your house was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring your children? Once I know their names, I will call them and draw them to me. Oh, nice. The envelope had no uh, return address. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I, the person wrote. There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. There's like, Look out. Sorry, there's like eight cars that drive past our house every day. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a fair crack at guessing who it was. 
yeah. <laughs> well, you'd be throwing your lemons at them, yes. your lemon butter. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Seven of them tooted us and waved because they know we're drinking wine in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves just one. Yeah, that's Choose right. your watcher. Pretty bloody Pretty obvious. obvious. And they would have said, Clarky. Look out any of the many windows at 657 Boulevard at the people who stroll by each day. Maybe None. I am one. Nobody strolls by. <laughs> Maybe any just day. one of my neighbours is a fucking nut job. Yeah, anyway, correct. the letter concluded with a suggestion that this message would not be the last. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let I... the party begin. Oh, that's really, really, really cruel. Carla, this is something you would do. But, but, but only to punish someone in trial by yeah, wine maybe. world, not in real life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's got me written all over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a psychological nut punch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Followed by a signature typed in cursive font, The Watcher. And that's why this story is called The Watcher. The Watcher. Okay. I think he gave a little bit too much. I think I would have made it slightly shorter. I think he started rambling a bit about the driving past and she was like, yeah, that's pretty obvious, mate. I feel I like. I think he was sort of. I, I think he overdid it a little bit, if I'm honest. See, this is where we should learn from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we take a leap out Sometimes of your book. Sometimes saying less is saying more. That's what Correct. I was saying. Would you have welcomed them to the less neighborhood? Is more. Yeah, I would have welcomed them. I would have uh, given them some sort of. I would have. I would have given them a more gentle nod to the fact that I had been aware of some things. But I, I think he was a little bit overzealous in some of his. You know, I know, I know, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just yeah, be my giving yourself away. Like, you say a cranky old lady vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's trying to be scary. So the problem was that this was received at after ten p.m. and Derek shut himself. Because he was oh. alone. <laughs> Hang on a minute. That it was, was the, received. That's the problem. At 10 <laughs> o'clock. He How does he know it was received after 10 p.m.? No, he, he got it. He picked he, it out. He, he picked out the, out the oh, um, letter right. after 10 Not, p.m. Yeah, right. And he's like, Sorry. oh my God, what the fuck? Uh, when I say he shed himself, that wasn't literal. It was <laughs> that wasn't really the problem. <laughs> oh, that's no. Right. But he ran around the house turning off the lights so no one could see inside and then he called the police, which is what a normal person would do. Correct. And an officer came to the house, read the letter and said, <laughs> Mate, it's a prank. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I paused because I thought, did I write this? And now apparently the policeman said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant policing. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. I literally thought... Did I editorialise here? But no. He then asked Derek if he had enemies and recommended uh, moving a piece of construction equipment from the back porch just in case a watcher tried to toss it through a window. So, What is a watcher? Is it a thing? The watcher is the person, that's what they've named themselves. So the person. Oh, okay. So he wasn't saying that watcher is a word that you describe as certain people who do certain things. he signed off the card as the watcher. We've got way better words for those voyeur. Derek rushed back to his wife and kids, as you would, who were living at their old house uh, somewhere else in Westfield. That night, Derek and Maria wrote an email to John and Andrea Woods, who are the people, sorry, Andrea Woods. The previous owners. Yeah, the previous owners. People sold it to them to say, have they any idea who the watcher might be or why he or she had written? I asked the Woods. Yes. Because apparently in that letter they said, I asked the Woods to bring me young blood and it looks like they listened. Oh. (laughs) Oh. That was good of them. Andrea Woods replied the next morning a few 
um, a few days before moving out, the Woodses had also received a letter from the Watcher. The note had been odd, she said, and made similar mention of the Watcher's family observing the house over time. But Andrea said she and her husband had never received... Didn't give a shit because they were already leaving. They were already and out. And and it's your problem. Later. Watch your eye, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Thanks. We'll let the next people know. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, <laughs> To be fair, they'd never received anything like it in the 23 oh, no. years. 23 years they, they lived, lived in the house. Is there proof of that? Yeah. Asking yeah. for a friend. No, there is. They lived there for 23 years. There'd been no issue, no big deal. And then some rando sent this note and they were like, whatever, rando. And they chucked We're it out. out. They threw the litter away without much thought. <laughs> The next day, the Woodseses went to Maria, went Woodseses. with Maria to the people who had sold the house to them, went with Maria to the police station where Detective Leonard Lugo told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including her new neighbours, most of whom she had never met, and of her are now all suspects. <gasps> As to your point, like they're yeah. looking at it, right? Can I get out of buying this house now? Yeah, there's a real joy you get from buying a home that you love and moving into it. And to get a letter like that would just destroy all When's my cooling off period happen here? Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. Okay, so the Broaders have spent the coming weeks on high alert. Derek cancelled a work trip and whenever Maria took the kids to their new house, she would yell their names if they wanted if they wandered into a corner of the yard. So they were really paranoid. High alert, yeah. Get back here! When Derek gave a tour of the renovation to a couple on the block, he froze when the wife said, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighbourhood, as you would. Broadus's general contractor arrived one morning to find that a heavy sign he'd hammered into the front yard had been ripped out overnight. What did the sign say? Fuck you, watcher. Fuck you, watcher. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> What sign do you hammer into your Maybe new work. It's probably their company, like who's doing our work, the company. I've seen it lost where people advertise their work while they're working on a project. That's all that would have been. But it got ripped out, so someone was like not having it. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks after the letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and check the mail. She recognised the thick black lettering on a card-shaped envelope. Card-shaped. Maybe stick like a camera on the house, like a little yeah. They watch do. letterbox. Oh, they do. They okay. do. They do. I bet. Yeah. Good idea, though. Yeah. I was going to nail another Good sign course, into though. the yard. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, fuck, fuck off, yeah. watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you I'll do it again the first time. So this I is gonna, said, comma. Yeah, right. This is going to go on for a long time. Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks after the letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at uh, some paint samples and check the mail. She recognised a thick black lettering on a card-shaped envelope and called the police. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard, the watcher wrote. The workers have been busy and I've been watching you unload your... Carfuls, how dare you, of personal belongings. I think it um, should be called cars full, shouldn't it? <laughs> it yeah, but it's American, so carfuls. Okay. Yeah. Carfuls. What up? How fool? dare you? <laughs> fool. <laughs> of your own belongings. How dare you move into your own home, you motherfuckers? <laughs> the dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found 
what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. This time, the watcher had addressed Derek and Maria directly. Misspelling their names as Mr. and Mrs. Braddis, had the watcher been close enough to hear one of the Broadus's contractors addressing them? The watcher boasted of having learned a lot about the family in the preceding weeks, especially about their children. That's so creepy. The letter identified the Broadus's three kids by birth order and by their nicknames. The ones oh. Maria had been yelling, Eric, Eric. I'm just saying that because my nephew, God love him. I thought that was your copy. Um, well, exactly. So my nephew grew up in Pas- uh, Glenroy and there was a cockatoo next door and the cockatoo after a while started to go, Eric, Eric. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure that's what's happening here. I am pleased to know the, your names now and the name of the young blood that you have brought to me, it said. Oh, that's just gross. You certainly say their names often. <laughs> I know. You certainly say their names often. The letter asked about one child in particular whom the writer had seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch. Is she the artist in the family? The letter continued, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It's positively moist, as Paul would say. I thought that's what the letter really said. I was like, that's gold. (laughs) Uh, I I totally didn't write that. (laughs) Sorry, that's editorialising on my behalf. Some would call it rising damp, but but, uh, (laughs) others just go with moist. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I was them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Is it? Is it more disturbing hearing this sort of stuff that hasn't yet happened or is it worse hearing when it... I love Swanee's face. It's like, what? Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Will they sleep in the attic or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has we'll all sleep bed? in one bloody room is what we'll be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it won't be at 657 Boulevard. But, yeah. (laughs) With a fully loaded Uzi. (laughs) Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as they as you move in. <gasps> it will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Who would do this? Like all about a house. Oh. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life. My obsession. This sounds like the bloke that lived in the flats behind sounds us. Sounds like bullshit to me. I'd be like, yeah. at this point, I'm like, oh, you're everything. It's a real estate agent trying to drop. It's up a very. Some he's cash. got a very broad job description, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like, oh, what else you do? Covered every room, covered every, you know. It's like, how much can I scare someone? I think I've done it all. 
What else you got to say? Mm. Or she? And now you are too. Bradis family. Misspelled is the point there. Mm. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me. Happy moving in day. You know I'll be watching. You really read this like you wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Derek and Maria, stop bringing their kids to the house because they're not idiots. (laughs) They were no longer sure when or if they would move in. Several weeks later, a third letter arrived. Where have you gone to? Sounds very English. You know, when I lived in Froome, everyone would be like, Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Katnajo. Where are that two then? And I'd be like, no one speaks like that in this day and age. Why are you all, you know, pirates of Penzance? And they'd be like, where are that two then? I'm like, "Mm." anyway, maybe this person was from Bristol originally. Uh, Where have you gone to? Where did you go? (laughs) Where'd you come to? Drop cut, Nigel. (laughs) 657 Boulevard is missing you. Many Westville residents compare their town to Maybury, who is apparently amazing, like TV amazing, right? The Andy Griffith show uh, was the idyllic setting for it, uh, the kind of place where new neighbour might greet you with a welcoming smile and a note and a pie, but not, I'm going to come and terrify you. What's in What's in the walls? In the card size envelope. <laughs> Young blood. Ugh. Westfield is 25, 45 minutes sorry, from New York and a bit too slow for singles, meaning most of the residents are largely families, right? At that time, Bloomberg ranked Westfield the 99th richest city in America, but only the 18th wealthiest in New Jersey. So, it's, you know, like, you know, Karens live there is what I'm going to go with that. Okay. And in 2014, the, when the watcher struck, the website Neighbourhood Scout named it the country's 30th safest town. Um, when, the, like, as in before or after? A- around approximately the same time, probably right. before. Let's go before, yeah. yeah but the 30th safest town in how many towns in America? You're asking the wrong person. The most pressing of late issue for the locals at that point in time according to residents was the temporary closure of trader joe's after a roof collapse and the rampant scourge of unconstitutional policing (laughs) by which they mean the police were really aggressive about enforcing the local parking restrictions what basically i didn't see that coming (laughs) (laughs) This is a town where the worst thing happens is the police are booking you for parking longer than you should be, right? So, like, literally nothing happening here. Well, they should spend more time focusing on people who are spending too much time watching others. (laughs) One activity all locals recognise as treacherous is trying to buy a house, however. There's a lot of money and a lot of ego, one resident. Treacherous. Yeah. Buying a house apparently turns out to be a very dangerous exercise at this point in time. This is a really safe place if buying a house is a dangerous exercise. There's a lot of money and a lot of ego. One resident who requested anonymity before discussing Westfield real estate told me, I've seen bidding wars where friends lost 300 grand. The Broadus' house was on the boulevard, a wide, it's beautiful by the way, I've got to say, 
beautiful. Carla, you and I would like love to live there. What well, we would not Oh, you would too, but you know, Carla too many and I people. have aspirations. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> aspirations. Did you just slag me ourselves. off for not having aspirations? <laughs> no, I didn't. I feel like you've already reached them. The point is, you know, like I feel like you're already there. <laughs> no, I really I had to think... mute myself because I nearly. You've got a fucking <laughs> farm. You've got. The- you need to get place. some aspiration. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you need I to think... dream a little, boy. Far out. I aspire to their <laughs> life, not the other way around is the point I was making. Oh. Anyway, I've seen bidding wars where friends lost 300 grand. The Broaddus' house was on the boulevard, a wide tree-lined street with some of the most desirable house, houses in town. As Washer had noted, the boulevard used to be the street to live on. So uh-huh. this is a place where in the olden days everyone was like, this is the place. This is where yeah. Clarky and Swatty and I all aspire. <laughs> Did you just say in the olden days? The person who was telling the story said oh, this, the sorry. watcher was like, this place was the place to be. So it's where but it's we only 100 years in. old, isn't it? 110. Yeah, that's Built not the in olden nine, days. Well, 1905. Built in 1905, the, this 657 Boulevard was perhaps the grandest home on the block. And when the Woodses put, put it on the market, they had received a lot of offers above their asking price. And that let, let basically the Broadduses uh, initially suspected that the watcher might be someone upset over losing their house, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the Woodses has said one interested buyer had backed out after a bad medical diagnosis, while oh. another had found somewhere else. So there was no evidence from the Woodses' perspective that the people have been trying to buy it were bitted out, but bit out, right? There was no close oh. second kind of thing. Yeah. And then and yeah, and Andrea Woods proposed another theory. Would the mention of the contractor trucks and your children suggest that it was someone in the neighborhood? Mm. Mm, can I just nasty neighbor. can I just interject mm-hmm. for a sec? <clears throat> because Please you're saying do. you're saying is, but I'm not what? sure if it should be Woods Woodses or Woods Woods but it definitely shouldn't be Woodses. Like I'm just trying to help. It's a Woodses. You're right. Mm. Okay. As I said earlier, listeners, I've had quite a bit to drink before I start <laughs> this, so it's a Woodses. Oh, fuck, I'm not re-recording. No, edit, no, edit that bit out, though. I just wanted to say maybe from this point on, let's go with Woodses. The Woodses. Yeah. The Woodses. Okay. Woodses. The letters did indicate proximity. They've been processed in Kearney. So they were posted. They weren't hand-delivered. No, they were sent through the post. Ah, I had a feeling they were hand-delivered. That's yeah. Because when you were saying too. the way they were dressed in blocky letters, I just thought they were hand-delivered. Right. Oh, That's why I said they, about the camera. That was my thinking. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No, they were processing Kearney, the U.S. Postal Service's distribution centre in northern New Jersey. The first was postmarked on June 4 before the sale was public. The Woodses. Before the sale was public. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, right. The Woodses, not Woodses, had <laughs> never put up an even for sale sign. Ah. Interesting. 
So can I just interject now for a real sec? So there is a, a real estate agent where we live who is renowned for doing dodgy and stuff. And they call the Woodsesses. Well, let's let's call <laughs> them ahead. let's call them the Woodsesses because they and we bought this place from somebody who was selling it at the same time as the Woodsesses where they said it was under contract and therefore we couldn't have a look at it. So they were doing dodgy stuff just to try to stop was that to try to tell you that there wasn't a pool in the back room? No, although that... <laughs> like literally a swimming pool in the back room? Yeah, yeah, no, there wasn't that. But... Does Swanee know about that? No. no. Swanee? There's this pool in I... our back room. There was literally a swimming pool. <laughs> a swimming pool. So Just out there. built a... An there? enormous, like, let's Blow call it, up? extension slash no. lean-to. Yeah, yeah, six-foot deep. <clears throat> And then filled it, but not to the top. We'll just fill it to about a foot now. We literally have a sunken lounge room in a kidney shape. In our back room. Like it is it is so shit. But anyway. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, what were you what were you saying about your dodgy real estate? Well, no, no, just this realtor? stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, so because he there's a couple of instances that we know of whereby he isn't genuinely selling places and actually trying to get his family and friends involved in real estate rather than selling it on behalf of the person. So I was just thinking the watcher could actually be somebody who, because they know so much about the property going on sale, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we'll get the commission, then we'll make them sell again but at a lower rate and then we'll buy it then. Because so far there's nothing that I've heard that I couldn't have found out through Somebody else. If you're an like, estate agent, be through you a know con- all I could, you know, who are the kids? Who are the information? Yeah, there's a number of different avenues mm. that you could go down. At this point, that you could say it doesn't have to be a ghost. It could be a, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or, you know, a, some, not a ghost, but do you know what I mean? Or a, it's someone close. Something. Yeah, it's just a spooky fucker somewhere. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> the renovations were mostly interior. Can I just and- interrupt? I feel like I may have. Said something stupid there. I don't think that a that a ghost would really use a typewriter to <laughs> a word processor to do a letter. I just meant like a, a, a an other, you know, another being, whatever. Something that's I'm, not human. That's what I meant. I'm Apologize. so disappointed you don't Apologize. believe that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost going. Oh, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to type this up. I can't write it. I'm gonna have to type this up. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. I want to. I want to look professional. I want to look very menacing. That's, the watcher had to communicate to the writer. <laughs> to make the letters and then give them to the poster who would put them in the letterbox. This is an enigma wrapped in a riddle and then or whatever the expression is, yeah. blah, blah. And then wrapped in bacon and put in the oven with some beautiful <laughs> stuffing in the middle. Nom, 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 Called nom. pigs in, puzzles in blankets. <laughs> this is a... This is my second mystery story. <laughs> You're doing Puzzles that right. Puzzles and enigmas in blankets. <laughs> 45 minutes in the oven on 180. Amazing. Enigmas in blankets. Oh, I've got a sore jaw now. Watcher. 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 It's come to say, Mum, 
Shut the door, shut your own doors. Shut up instead. (laughs) No, shut your doors and shut your own doors and shush. Mummy's working. Oh, fucking your reaction. (laughs) (laughs) It's the watcher. It's the bacon. I'm about to be wrapped in bacon. For our listeners, Swanny's, oh. one of Swanny's kids came in to interrupt her and tell her to shoot. Oh, quite. <laughs> and gave her a fright, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. <sighs> so good, right? I'm good. Breathe. Just breathe. Okay, <gasps> so. It's in the walls. The contractors who came along to do the work was mostly internal, right? So all the fuss about noise or whatever, the jackhammering in the basement, whatever, the detective shows up. They walk him around the house. They show him the easel on the porch that was hidden by vegetation. So they, so it becomes even more weird that someone's looking at this kid because the kid would have been hidden. All of the work they're doing in the house is contained within the house, so it shouldn't be so upsetting. So a few days after the first letter, Maria and Derek went to a barbecue across the street, welcoming them and other new homo and another homeowner. Oh, fuck. A what? A few... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a homo nah. <laughs> a homo nah. Stop. A humona. Maybe over days in the street. <laughs> a few days after the first letter, Maria and Dad... <laughs> Get him out of your systems. Right. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> a few days after the first letter, Maria and Derek went to a barbecue across the street, welcoming them and another homeowner to the block. The Broadduses hadn't told anyone about the watcher, watcher as the police instructed and found themselves scanning the party for 100%, clues. yes. While keeping tabs on the kids who were running guilelessly through a, a crowd that made up much of the suspect pool. We kept screaming at them to stay close. People must have thought we were crazy. And I kind of yeah. get that that would have happened. You're like, you're like, stay here, Johnny. And they're like, yeah, I would totally have said, down. calm down. Couldn't they be said to the grandparents Grandma, or something like that? Right, I wouldn't have, Don't I take wouldn't have it. had the kids within 10,000. I'm with you. I wouldn't have taken them either. No way. At it's... one point, at one point, Derek was chatting with John Schmidt, who is not related to me. <laughs> Good to know. Two doors down. Caroline's dad. When Schmidt, Schmidt told him about the Lan- Langfords who lived between them, Peggy Langford was in her 90s and several of her children, all in their 60s, lived with her. That sounds sounds weird, except that we're all, I'm 48, my sister's 57, and we live with my mother, who has name ends with Schmidt too. I rest my case. Not actually. John is actually related. The family was a bit odd, just like us, because we're all Schmidts together. We're all in this Schmidt together. Sorry, John Schmidt, who's not even the Langfords, (laughs) uh, said they're harmless. He described one of the younger Langfords, Michael, who didn't work and had a beard like Ernest Hemingway, and this is one for you, Carla, as a kind of Boo Radley character. Oh. And I say that because, Clarkie, you always reject all 
literary references. I've heard of Boo Radley, but I was going to say, did he write a song or something? But I couldn't. I was thinking, <laughs> was that? I think there is actually a band called Boo Radley, or a, um, it probably is. I think there is. That's to why kill I know a mockingbird. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have got that. No, I wouldn't have got that either. No. It's a literary there's, reference. There's a band called the Boo Radleys, I think. I'm going to Google it I'm now. Sure. You are right. There is, I think. There is. I Who think. are probably taking that name from? Definitely taking that name from To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, and Boo Radley was a kind of... Boo Radley. Albino type, you know, very pale character. Not a bad person, but a bit odd in the area. So they were a UK Britpop <coughs> band and their song was Wake Up Boo. Okay. That was imaginary, right. but they haven't got their name. So anyway, they know they'd be one hit wondrous thing. Genius. Yeah, I know. The other one was Wake Up Radley, but that wasn't so popular. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so at this point, Derek thought the case was solved, right? He's like, oh, there's some weirdos in the street. Okay, oh, it must be them. It's got to be the weirdos. Yeah. It's not the Schmitz who live with mum. It's never the normal <laughs> I know the Langford, I know the Langfords, whatever you said, but I'm just joking. The Langfords' house was right next door, next to the easel on the porch, so it made sense that, that they could have right. seen the child, right? Oh, great. The family lived there since the 60s when the watcher's father, the letter said, had begun observing 657 Boulevard. So it did so make a sense. A lot of circumstantial yeah. evidence, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with him. Almost. Correct. Richard Langford, the family patriarch, had died 12 years earlier and the current watcher claimed to have been on the job for the better part of two decades. So we now have a maybe not. On the job, on the tools. When the Broadduses told Lugo, who's the detective, about the family, he said he already knew about them. Well, I know about them. They're the local weirdos. Anyway. And a week before the first letter arrived, he brought Michael Langford to the police headquarters for an interview. So Michael's the son, right? Michael denied knowing anything about the letters, but the broadcasters say that Lugo told them that the narrative of what he said matched things mentioned in the letters. This isn't CSI Westfield, Lugo told the broadcasters. I'm out then. When when the wife is dead, it's the husband. So basically the dick. Detective is saying this is probably what's happened. Oh yeah, go with the obvious is what the detective However, is saying, right? Yeah, yeah, Occam, yeah, yeah. Occam's razor moment. But there isn't much hard evidence. And after a few days, the police chief told the Broadduses that short of an admission, there isn't much the department can go on. And that's true. Makes sense. This is someone who threatened my kids. This is Derek talking. And the police are saying probably nothing's going to happen. Probably isn't good enough for me. Also makes sense. After the second letter, Derek told the cops that if they didn't take care of the situation, they would have a different kind of case on their hands. Oh. That's a threat. This person attacked my family and where I'm from, if you do that, you get your ass beat. (laughs) No one got their ass beat. It's all good. Frustrated, the Broadduses began their own investigation. Derek became especially obsessed. He set up webcams in 657 Boulevard and spent nights crouched in the dark, watching to see if anyone was watching the house at close range. Maria thought I was crazy, he told me recently at a coffee shop in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) He covered his table. If I wasn't reading it, I wouldn't have known what you just said. <laughs> Maria thought 
I was crazy. Crazy. He told me recently. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. He told me recently at a coffee shop in Manhattan where he covered a table with documents relating to the case, including copies of the letters which he and his wife had shared with only a few mem- family and friend members, right? He showed me a map displaying. You said family I- and friend members. <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. I know it's a challenge. Maria thought I was crazy, he told me recently at a coffee shop in Manhattan. And now, Swanee, would you like to continue the story? Sure. Um, whilst he was in having this meeting in Manhattan where he had all of the copies of the letters which they'd sent and uh, they only shared with a few family and friends, he showed him a map displaying where each of the 657 neighbours had moved in. Langfords were the only ones since the 60s, though, with overlays marking possible sight lines for the easel and a circle for approximate range of earshot to estimate who might have heard Maria yelling the kids' names. Only a few homes fit. I love the I love the um, approximate range of earshot circle they've drip, drip, written on a map because like my sister's deaf so it literally just be a dot <laughs> but then like it just depends on your own hearing, hearing also when yeah. we lived near the zoo if the wind was blowing the right way we yeah, could yeah. hear the lions totally. from our backyard yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 that's absolutely right depends on the way, way the wind blows I agree like that to hear. The Broadus has also turned to several experts. They employed a private investigator who staked out the neighbourhood and ran background checks on the Langfords, but it didn't find anything noteworthy. Derek reached out to a former FBI agent who served as an inspiration for Clarice Starling in The Silence of the Lambs. I think there's some name dropping there. Why is that? Because she got something thrown at her? or Because it was a woman who worked with the FBI? Um, oh, they're yeah. at high, they happen to be on a high school board of trustees together. And they also hired Robert... Is that Lennon. relevant... Lenahan, sorry? Not Lenahan? Re- not particularly, no. Yeah. Okay. Irrelevant. Robert, yeah, they got um, Robert Letterman. Dave, they got David, David Letterman. This is Robert <laughs> Lenahan. Sorry, my mistake. Another former FBI agent to conduct a threat assessment. Lenahan recognised several old-fashioned ticks in the letters that pointed to an older writer. The envelope was addressed to M slash M Braddis. The salutations included the day's weather, warm and humid, sunny and cool for a summer day, and the sentences had double spaces between them. The letters had a certain liter- literary panache, which suggested a voracious reader and a surprising lack of profanity, given the level of anger which Lenahan thought meant a less macho writer. Maybe, he wondered, the Watcher had seen The Watcher, starring Keanu oh. Reeves as a serial killer who stalks a detective trying to catch him. Over to you, Clarky. I just, um, before Clarky goes <clears throat> on with that, I did, uh, you know, typewriting at school and we were always taught to have double, double spacing. spaces after that's yeah, an old yeah. they don't think they do it anymore is that and, right and yeah. now they don't know they don't yeah. and everyone's always taking my spaces out yeah. and i'm like i was talking to someone to who was yeah. saying can you believe that people still do double spaces after their um, sentences i'm like what yeah. do you mean i still do that i do too correct yeah. because that's what we were taught to do but, so but the spell correct or might whatever be yeah, they they have one space because they're very we've, we've become Americanized. But when I was a young lady at the age of sixteen, seventeen, it was double spaces. Ahoy! Also known as an old lady at the age of sixteen, seventeen, because we, as we recall, you are Benjamin Button, but a female version <laughs> of. <clears throat> Am I? Um, okay, I think so because you were very old when you were young. Remember, you had all these um, interests that. Others may not. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't normal. No, no, Schmidt. Well, but I love that about you. Don't get me wrong. 
I don't want normal. I'm um, no, no. I'm so I'm a bit shocked about the the fact that the mm-hmm. lack of profanity, given the level of anger, which Lenahan thought meant a less macho writer. Like, do only macho people use profanity? Yeah, no, I find that bullshit because you can be very, very... Um... I rest my case. Precisely. <laughs> I think you can be very angry and you can write a very... Pointed, pointed aimed email. Yeah, pointed and expressive missive slash email or whatever without having to swear. When I'm, I agree. When I'm really angry and not emotional, I am... I don't waste words Much on less swear likely words. to swear. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll right. Just yeah, yeah. cut shit like a fucking chainsaw. Anyway, Correct. That, that's another yeah. story. And that's The Watcher. So basically you and I could be The Watcher right now. Okay, moving on. Lenahan didn't think The Watcher had was likely to act on the threats, but the letters had enough typos and errors to imply a certain erraticism. The first letter was dated... <laughs> or, or just a lack of education. <laughs> the first letter was dated Tuesday, June 4th, but the day was a Wednesday. There was also a seething anger directed at the wealthy in particular. The watcher was upset by new money moving into town. Are you one of those Hoboken transplants? Oh, my God, I've been there. Hoboken transplants. <laughs> Do you know where that is? So Hoboken is in just across the river from Manhattan. So if you go from Manhattan across to New Jersey, yeah, Hoboken, Hoboken yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it has become totally gentrified, though. So I think it was, you know, that they call it bridge and tunnel, where if you come through from the other side into Manhattan, you're not as cool and rich and whatever else as people who live in Manhattan Island are. But Hoboken is... I think it's actually quite cool now. Sounds like every place we've ever lived. Mm. We always go there when it's not popular and then have to leave because it becomes popular. So they go and they get another letter and it says, the house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father. But he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Ooh, that was it. That's gross. That person was rich. I don't understand that. Because if he's got a problem with people with money, they're old money. That's old money, maybe. Versus, you yeah. Know. yeah, not new money. Old money, yeah. Then I had recommended looking into former housekeepers. Or their descendants, that's quite a clever idea. Perhaps the watcher was jealous that the Broadduses had bought a home that the writer couldn't afford. But the focus remained on the Langfords. In cooperation with Westfield Police, the Broadduses sent a letter to the Langfords announcing plans to tear down the house, hoping to prompt a response. Nothing happened. Detective Lugo brought Michael Langford in for a second interview but got nowhere, and his sister Abby accused the police of harassing their family. Eventually, the Broadduses hired Lee Levitt, a lawyer, who met with several members of the Langford family as well as their attorney to show them the letters along with photos explaining how their home was one of the few vantage points from which the easel could be seen. The meeting grew tense, Levitt told me, and the Langfords insisted Michael was innocent. One night, Derek had a dream in which he confronted Peggy, the eldest Langford, and demanded she build an eight-foot fence between the properties. (laughs) Maria was having other kinds of dreams. One night she woke to an especially vivid one about a man who lived nearby. He was wearing these boots and carrying a pitchfork and calling to the kids and I couldn't get them to come in in time, Maria said. She thought almost anyone could be the watcher, which made daily life feel like navigating a labyrinth of threats. (laughs) 
She probed the faces of shoppers at Trader Joe's. Obviously, they opened up again to see if they looked strange at her kids and spent hours Googling anyone who seemed suspicious. There were reasons to consider other suspects. For one thing, the police spoke to Michael before the second letter was sent, which would make sending two more especially reckless. The broadest to say that Lugo told them they wouldn't receive any more letters after he spoke to Michael. Then there were the rest of the neighbourhood to consider. The private investigator found two child sex offenders within a few blocks. Bill Woodward, the broadest's house painter, had also noticed something strange. The couple behind 653, sorry, the couple behind 657 Boulevard kept a pair of lawn chairs strangely close to the broadest's property. One day I was looking out the window and I saw... This older guy sitting in one of the chairs would have told me. He wasn't facing his house. He was facing the Broadduses. I don't find that odd at all. No. By the end of 2014, the investigation had stalled. The watcher had left no digital trail, no fingerprints, and no way to place someone at the scene of a crime that could have been hatched from pretty much any mailbox in northern New Jersey. The letters could be read closely for possible clues or dismissed as the nonsensical ramblings of a sociopath. It was like trying to find a needle in a haystack, said Scott Krauss, who helped investigate the case for the Union County Prosecutor's Office. In December, the Westfield police told the Broadduses they had run out of options. Derek showed the letters to his priest, who agreed to bless the house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Carla, not long after the planning board decision, the Broadduses got some good news. A family with grown children and two big dogs had agreed to her in 657 Boulevard. The renter sold the star ledger. Sorry, the renter told the star ledger he wasn't worried about the watcher, though he had a clause in the lease to let him out in case of another letter. Two weeks later, Derek went to six five seven to deal with squirrels that had just taken up residence in the roof. The renter handed him an envelope that just arrived. The violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife Maria. Like it just goes on and on and on. Because actually, the stupid letters are kind of only a part of it. Do you know what I mean? I just, I don't buy it. The letters are weird. Apparently, however, DNA analysis of the letters said that a woman sent them. But we don't know who she ever is. We'll never find out. I think it sounds like a woman, actually. Really? Weird. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. I don't know. I didn't pick up on that at all. I feel like someone trying really hard. It just doesn't feel particularly sensical to me. Like when... From what I can see, the different things, you know, one thing that's about, is it someone who, like, likes old money and doesn't like new money? I don't know. It does remind me of our place at Brunswick where we are still getting complaints from the flats <laughs> behind us. Yeah. Um, For what? The tree. The so tree. The, the tree's now five metres taller than the three-storey units behind it, right? So the mm-hmm. Brunswick Council or the Moreland City Council has just deemed it a significant tree so they don't want to... I want it to be um, it down, around. Yeah. And so for years we have had people telling us it should be cut down, blah, blah, blah. Now we've just had a, a new property manager behind us. And so old mate who has been complaining about it for years has piped up again and said it should be cut down. And it started off with, you know, it, it drops limbs and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't drop any limbs. It's fucking healthy as. It could at some point, but it doesn't is the important bit. So then it got down to, well, you know, we'll end up getting possums and leaf litter everywhere. Like, well, welcome to everywhere in Australia where <laughs> there are true. literally possums and leaf litter everywhere. Like, just because you're on the th- third story of a block of flats doesn't mean you shouldn't have to go through that. And then the cracking of their driveway and stuff mm. like that, which is... Caused by their trees that they've since removed. Anyway, yeah. 
While the Broadduses continued to be consumed by stress and fear, for the rest of Westfield, the story became little more than a creepy urban legend. A house to walk by on Halloween if you were brave enough. Sounds like that one in um, Antwerp in Victoria. No one who had lived in the house before the woods is could recall anything. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I, I know. Because you get the Broadsises and then the Woodsises. And the Woodsises, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one who had lived the in the house before the yeah. Woodsises could recall anything unusual and it was hard for people to imagine that, that their idyllic neighbourhood could be host to something so sinister. A woman who lives nearby told me that after the news broke, she and 10 or so of her neighbours had gathered in the street to puzzle out who might have sent the letters. Eventually, she said, they came to the consensus, maybe the Broadduses had sent the letters to themselves. Yeah. To what end? I ho- Oh, no, hang on. Glad you asked. The theory, so far as it went, was that the Broadduses had suffered buyer's remorse or realised they couldn't afford the home and concocted an elaborate scheme to get out of the sale. Or Derek, who was cooking up some kind of insurance fraud. Or they were angling for a movie deal. Oh, that'll like be it. Gets, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, for Christ There's sakes. nothing like spending... That's why you buy a house yeah. and yeah. make a bullshit That's why you spend $1.3 on a house. On a house and then put people in to so renovate it crash before you move into it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. That's unlikely. very unlikely. Correct. The Broadduses received several offers to make a movie but turned them down, which clearly shows they weren't angling for a movie deal or the offers weren't good enough. (laughs) Lifetime eventually released a movie called The Watcher despite a cease and desist letter from the Broadduses arguing the couple in its movie was biracial and the letters were signed The Raven. (laughs) That's a shit argument. Oh, my God. Like, really? That's what you're going to argue? That actually makes me reconsider my thoughts on the previous bit. Is that what you would argue if a movie was made about you, that the couple was biracial? No, 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 they weren't arguing that because I read that to me that the first time. They're saying that they didn't want it to be made and they're saying even though the company changed those things in it, so it would suggest that it's not about them. Do you know what I mean? To To make them feel better. It was a biracial couple and it said it was signed the raven. They were the two small changes that they made. Do you understand? Oh, right. Sorry, lifetime arguing that the couple in the movie were biracial, not the Broadduses. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so I, re-read, I had to reread that, yeah. Oh, Woo. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive change, thank, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was going down a wormhole then. Some locals found it noteworthy that over the course of a decade, the Broadduses had upgraded from a $315,000 house to a $770,000 house to a $1.3 million one. How fucking And refinanced their mortgages. They're assholes. They must be the problem here. Just on that, um, just to show how bad these people must be if that's what they're doing, I was um, talking to somebody who was telling me about someone we used to work with who put their house on the market for between 1 and 1.2 million, sold it for 1.8 million, bought an apartment off the plans in Melbourne for I think mm-hmm. 1.4 million and it's now worth something like, I don't know, 3 million or 5 I, I can't remember because the numbers are just ridiculous. But so in the course yeah. of a few years, he's gone from 1.2 million to 
three million or five million. Three but million. Like in yeah. real estate, this is not unusual. How is that an issue? No, what no, I'm exactly. saying is it's not. It's totally normal. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. Big deal. Yep. All yeah. we hear about is how affluent this area is and how everybody wants to live there. It's like, of course, it's going to cost a certain amount of money. And equally, they'd sell it very quickly. Like, I mean, none of it would be like it's going Correct. to get stuck with it. If they want to just no. move it on, they would have just moved just, it on. Correct. Carl, if they just wanted to flip a house, if they wanted to flip yeah. a house, they didn't have to make up a no. story about some psycho. In fact, making up a story about a psycho has brought them more have, negative attention than anything. Yeah, it would make brought, it worse for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. So shut up, some locals. Yeah, shut up, yeah. some locals. Anyway. <laughs> some locals everywhere. Carla, I think to your point too, it sounds like somebody doesn't like new money. Mm. That's what it, it sounds like. Sounds a lot like. of the, it's like a lot of them don't, to be honest. If it's mm, an area yeah. that's you know a bit older money, I mean, let's else, be honest, who like does? <laughs> well, they just don't like this couple, especially no. next door with the older mum and the older children. Are you going back 60s. to the Langfords? Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's just awful the, the way that you know. Let's say they even. Let's say they had written the letters themselves, right? We don't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did. But let's say they did. The way that people have come after them, anyway, that speaks more about the community. Like they're just awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing right. here. It's like you know, a few weeks. Like they've published letters in the Westfield Leader. Yeah, uh, and then anonymous neighbours were quoted asking why the Broaders kept renovating a home they weren't moving into, or questioning whether they had really done that much renovating at all. What? That? <laughs> yeah, we're just sending contractors around all the time to do yes. nothing. The leader even cast doubt on Maria's real commitment to her family's safety, citing as evidence the fact that she had a public Facebook page with a photo of her kids. How does someone <laughs> go from a three hundred thousand dollar house to a one point three million dollar house in ten years? Anyone living in Australia in the last, you know, ten or so years <laughs> did would it have seen trying. this happening. Yeah, like far out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's called inflation. You. Well, yeah, and and the property market yeah. is off its tits, so you know that also helps. Correct. But I don't think Correct. you can judge someone for that. Oh, here we go. We need we need to quote Lord Fluffernutter, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> fluffy nuts. So. None of the theories made much logical sense. The Broadduses had answers to every question. How does someone go from a $300,000 house to a $1.3 million house in 10 years? Derek told me it's America. Also, it's Australia. I think that just happens. But they weren't speaking publicly and the rumours persisted. One Boulevard resident wrote a letter to the editor arguing that an elaborate scheme is underway to defraud the Woods family for millions of dollars. Shambliss told me some Westfield cops even bought into the theory. There were even more sceptics online. I live in a neighbouring town. If these letters had been happening for a while, there's no doubt in my mind that it would have been made public way before this, Lord Fluffernutter said on Reddit. (laughs) On Reddit? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then Lord Fluffernutter goes on to say, this screams scam. Who the fuck is Lord Fraffinata and why are we even listening to this? Well, no, I love that he, with a name like that. Or she. Or, or she. she. Well, Lord, not Lady. So, or they. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Broadduses hadn't known how their neighbours would react to the news about the Watcher, but they had lived in the area for a decade and Maria's family had been part of the community for much longer. So it was shocking to Disgusting. find themselves accused of being con artists. To Derek, it seemed that some in Westfield preferred the conspiracy theory to considering whether their town might be home to a menace. 
there's a natural tendency to say, I've lived here for 35 years, nothing's happened to me, Derek said. Nothing will, yeah. What happened to my family is an affront to their contention that they're safe, that there's no such thing as mental illness in the community. People don't want to believe this could happen in Westfield. There's a lot of words there, but actually that is a really Valid point. There's a lot of words in this article, period, but... To get to the point that that this goes on paragraph after paragraph, there's one thing here which is bang on. It says they were worried about Westfield's good name. Some were primarily worried about arson or vandalism, but ultimately their concerns were they were worried about their property value and the stigma of the neighbourhood. And that is the point. They they need to contain it. They need it to deflect. They need it to be all someone else's problem in their imagination or they're doing it all because actually everything's fine over here. We don't have anything bad happen here. There's no way that would be, you know, it's all about value and money. Yeah, and the problem isn't the person within our community who is making this happen. The problem is the people who this is happening to. We're kind of victim blaming in a real estate context. We don't want to go from 19th richest, what was it? Yeah, to twentieth. To twentieth, we don't want to go yeah, from yeah. thirty safest to thirty. We don't even want to be equal nineteenth. We we want to be one. Kristen Kemp, a friend of the Broadduses, had tried to defend them on one Facebook forum, but people started <laughs> Get attacking that, her. Somebody <laughs> asked, "How do we know it's not you writing the letters?" Kemp told, oh, for fuck's like, sake. God." So. After we discover the township decides to turn on them mm. and it's all about property value and, you know, people deciding that the Broadus is, you know, doing stuff and making stories. and yeah. they it's couldn't a scam to, their for own... them to benefit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Broadus is desperate to get out of this property, decide to try and sell it on for, you know, subdivide and uh, sell it to a developer. They put it up in front of the town and it gets rejected because um, the town It's on the boulevard and the, the boulevard needs to maintain its, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, part, it's part of that, but it's also, it's also I, I, I believe that someone says uh, putting two houses there is going to stick out like an old client of mine in Texas told me. It's going to stick out like dog's balls. You can't subdivide it. <laughs> you can't subdivide it. You can't do these things. The board who they put it in front of, unanimously reject the proposal. And at this point in time, the poor old Broaduses are like, we literally don't know what to do with this. And remember Maria grew up there. So she's yeah. like, "This is these are my people and I don't know what to do here. I came back. I chose to raise my kids here. You know what I've been through. You had the ability two and a half years ago into a nightmare to make it better and you've decided this house is more important than the we are. That's really how it felt. You know, like that. Because it's true. <laughs> the, the community says, no, no, we're not going to allow this. And so the watcher, whomever this prick is, effectively, at the end of the day, wins. And to end this story, sitting at the Westfield train station, Derek handed me his phone so I could read the fourth letter. You were despised by the house, it read. The Watcher has won. And ain't that the truth? Bloody Yeah, so either The Watcher's won. I I don't know. Like, I think, I mean, who who even knows what The Watcher wanted? But I think that depending on where you sit, the community either won or lost through through this whole process. And it kind of feels to me like, you know, there are 
divisive community who don't stick together for anything important. They are all about the money, the money, money. They don't need your money, money, money. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it's awful. I, 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 I wouldn't yeah. want to be in a community like that. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of old money communities because I think they're very judgmental. Um, and, and here's a very good example of it. Honestly, if I'd bought that house and someone sent me a letter, I'd just ignore them. I, I would have. I would have gone, oh, I've got a nasty neighbour and I'll deal with that and I'll just ignore it. And I've had a very, very nasty neighbour, an explicit bully, and it wasn't until four years into my living there that I stood up to him that I realised you can stand up to this. I was nice. It's, I was nice. I was Schmitty, it's different for us though. Like they, these people were talking about, you know, young blood and, and you know, these horrible things. Yeah, that, I didn't have that children. to me, family, you know, yeah. like we, we've all had that from a neighbour, but when, mm. when I've got, if I, if I was getting letters about young blood and I had children, I don't know, Carly, you would be <laughs> best because on this, but I, I just think. Okay. I'd, I'd be scared certainly of it. He'd have we've been watching you. That'd be enough. <laughs> it's funny also what, because like, I think councils, you know, we, we had this experience with our place where, if a, if a neighbour complained, the, the um, burden of proof was on us to prove that the, the complaint wasn't just. Bullshit. And, oh, and this, it's a little bit like this here, and that's why I'm I'm kind of comfortable going, I think the community is lost in this case because Correct. they've actually all got on board with the whole, the problem is the people who are being victimised here, not the people who are, not, not the person yeah. who is doing yeah. it. And, and we could choose Correct. to go one way or the other. And and it kind of makes your community more valuable if and you stick up for people rather than just worrying about your property I agree. value. Exactly. So I agree. the the property values aren't ever going to go up if you're going to victimise these people for moving in and trying to do the best in their said property that they've bought. There was nothing. It's absolute. That's absolutely terrible behaviour. So sentencing. Oh, Christ almighty. I don't know who the watcher is, right? None of us do, really. Um, I reckon I reckon he's the same bloke who lived behind us in Brunswick, for yep. sure. <laughs> um, I I'm, think it's the man who lived next door to me in Froome. Yeah, so, yep. that, so that bit I'm okay with. A shit neighbour. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's like a, you know how we t- spoke about Slender Man? Maybe there's like a Slender Neighbour who oh, is just yeah. an asshole neighbour who just lurks around and complains through councils and does shitty things. Yeah, it's a broad broad brush. Any neighbour that's a I think slender neighbour needs to be sentenced. Oh, God. Now you you made me think that I'm sentencing my neighbour from the UK. No, I'm, I'm not sentencing your neighbour from that. I, I am. I, I am. And yeah, but no, but so you do that. I'm going to make it ripe. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to sentence slender neighbour to homelessness because, you know, the the privilege of living in a place where actually the people around you are not bad. You are just an absolute asshole who Freak. expects yeah. the rest of the whole universe to operate around you and and revolve around you. I, I think he's not okay. I think that. You know, the best communities you live in are where people accept everyone for their differences and where, you know, despite some of the frustrations, you can go, you know what, I know I'm going to lose five hours sleep tonight because the neighbours next door are having a party, but it's someone's 
special birthday. Yeah, yeah. Different if they're the meth heads who are doing it every night and you can't yeah, exactly. live a normal exactly. life. But a normal life is actually to have a party at your house every now and then. So I think, yeah, sentence slender neighbour to homelessness where they actually, you know, they can complain about their neighbours all the time, but their neighbours are either also homeless or are people walking past them giving them judgmental looks because they're living on the street, in this case because they fucking deserve to be there as opposed to a lot of homeless people who don't but who are just finding themselves there due to circumstance. So I think the shame of someone who found themselves in their own little kingdom judging everybody else to be on the street and copying it from everyone walking past probably sits nicely with um, the watcher and also slender neighbour. Swanee? I mean, I can go down the route that Clark has taken. I mean, I think the local community has a lot to answer for, but, I, you know, going back to how it sort of originated and this the idea of the letter, I think it, I suspect who I would like to be punishing is someone who saw fit to see a very opportune moment in someone's life you know as you as we all know like moving into any new place let alone if you've purchased a new place if you're renting or moving it's it's always an exciting chapter but you know I would imagine that given the caliber of neighborhood they were moving into that for most people they would see that as a significant stepping stone so they obviously knew exactly what they were doing in trying to pull them down and in incorporate um the children straight off the bat it a lot of it just seemed really so it I didn't find it to be terribly clever I found that the first stuff felt really sort of like sinister but a little bit clumsy nearly it's like oh right in my checklist of things that I need to say I need to incorporate the children I mean, if they had had a this, dog this, it would have been the this, pet yeah this this yep. we'll need to say that oh I better know their names you know for the next and all of that kind of stuff that you'd think oh god they really know who we are well in actual fact Knowing what we do about communities and the way people talk about one another, it probably wouldn't have been so hard to find that information if you really wanted to. Yep. So I, I honestly think it was someone in the neighbourhood or someone close to them just trying to really unsettle them or move them on. I, I don't think it was as sinister as it came across initially, but it doesn't really help us in terms of who I've got to punish. I've been I'm a bit clueless. I'm sorry about that. What would you like to do, Schmitty? Who would you punish? Well, I think when someone moves into a house, you don't have the right to ruin their lives and you don't have the no. right to, um, you know, frighten them. You, you just don't have this right. And you don't have the right, by the way, ass face in friend, um, to continue to try and ruin their lives or act like you are more superior or more powerful or more important. Even after you cheat on your wife and uh, have to have a divorce, and she says, "Not this has become personal in any way, shape, or form." Point is, no way. When someone decides to be a dick, and by the way, let's not even get onto how they park their car by slamming it into yours and then saying your car rolled down the street onto theirs. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, nothing to do with my. I didn't read that experience. in this article. No, <laughs> my personal experience of a oh, bad sorry, neighbor. my mistake. So the watcher, in my opinion, gets to move into a new part of Trial by Wine World. It's our estate. Let's call it our new housing estate. Yeah. Boulevard estate. <laughs> they get to move in. And they move in and they think that they've got the, the you know, the best of everything and and everything's nice. And then someone else gets to move in next to them. But the thing is, there's someone next to them. 
there's someone on the other side of the moon at the same time there's someone uh 45 degrees from them there's someone 90 degrees from them there's someone another there are people moving in and they these people sell their houses really quickly and they move out all the time and the people who are the watcher in trial by world they never get to move their property never increases in value they never get any value of where they are and they could just be angry and angry and by the way you can't send letters everyone around you is protected from your acid nastiness and you could just sit there and rot in your own nastiness yep. because you're just a dick and you should have pulled your head in when you had the chance <laughs> and, Swan- and Swanny just stepped back and was like oh spitty <laughs> it's just like just stop being a dick <laughs> i'd also like to ban them from our community because we don't have those people in our community if there's a that's nice if there's if there's a weird we have people going down weird people's we have weird people <laughs> going down driveways and so people literally take photos of them and post them on the local community. We have a very active community in keeping the community safe. We don't sit watch. here and blame everyone else. Well, it's not even that because we don't have Neighbourhood Watch. We just have good people who care about our own community. And and I think um, the Boulevards community had an opportunity to stand up for them and, and go, you know, I didn't. Yeah, let's, no. let's make this place better, not worse. But it seems like they've all gone, let's make it worse, not better. Mm. I find that just, odd. And we're hoping yes. property values just plummet. Great story, everyone. That was a great collective. <laughs> we haven't done one of those that we shared before, but great, no, great collective no. story. Thank you very much for helping me with that. And uh, miss you already. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.